Welcome to episode number two of the Piano Pantry podcast. You guys, I realized I didn't take a chance to say this in the first episode, but I am just tickled to death to finally be meeting with you in this medium. My husband, Drew, is probably sick of me talking about my new podcast, but I am just so excited about it. Okay, enough of the mush. Before we get too many episodes into this new podcast, I thought it was really important that we immediately address the elephant in the room. That is, the fact that here I am throwing another podcast at you in Piano Teacher World. If you've been listening to Piano Teacher Podcasts for any amount of time, you know I'm not the first cookie in the oven. Speaking of cookies, stay tuned for the end of the episode where I share one fun fact about me. This is a sneak peek that this week it has to do with cookies. Yummo. Anyway, (laughs) in this episode, we're going to talk about how to manage our own personal intake of podcasts in a healthy way that's manageable and enjoyable without feeling overwhelmed by all the content or like it's another task on our to-do list. Welcome to the Piano Pantry Podcast, where together we live life as independent music teachers. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Amy Chaplin. As a piano teacher and independent studio owner myself, I love talking about all things IMT life related. That's independent music teacher life related, especially when it comes to organization and productivity. We'll talk about everything from running and organizing a studio business to getting dinner on the table and all that comes between. You'll get loads of easily actionable tips on organizing and managing your studio while balancing life and home. Are you ready for today's episode? Let's do it. Hey, hey, here I am. Yep, another voice in your ear. Believe me when I say that I have complete self-awareness that I'm likely not the first person to ever work their way onto your podcast playlist. If I happen to be, then cool. I'm totally honored and you're going to love podcasts. If you're like me, though, you likely have at least a dozen others on your list, if not twice or three times that amount. I'm honored to be in a line of other wonderful podcast creators for independent music teachers before me, including Tim Topham's Topcast, Nicola Canton's Vibrant Music Teaching, Shelly Davis's Piano Parent Podcast, Andrea Miller's Music Studio Startup, Melissa Slocum's Sounds of Encouragement, Lee Levis's Key Ideas, Christina Whitlock's Beyond Measure, Ben Capelo's All Keyed Up, and Ashley Danu's Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning, just to name a few. And I'm sure I've missed someone, and if I did, please forgive me. The most important thing I think for me to say in all of this is that I'm not here to replace anyone. The cool thing about everyone out there creating content is that each of us, as creatives, offers something completely unique to you, our amazing teacher community. This makes me think of a friend of mine that I met when I was living in Australia. My husband and I were there for three years from 2006 to 2009, and my closest friend was another expat from Germany. We were singing in the Royal Melbourne Philharmonic Choir together, and I remember at one point asking her about the friends she had made. Who was she connecting with the most? I don't really remember why I would have asked her such a question, but I loved her response. She said that each friend connected with and brought out a different side of her. That's exactly how I see all my other teacher friends out there creating content. We each have our own unique take and niche in the market, and I hope today... I can help you figure out how to find the portions you need when you need them. I'm talking from experience here as I went through a phase a few years ago where one day I realized I had complete mental overload from podcasts. 
when they first came out, I loved them so much. I was just listening like crazy until one day I just suddenly had to stop. Luckily, my podcast Fast didn't last long, but I learned a few things from that experience. Today, I have 10 ways for you to manage your podcast consumption. Before we jump into those, though, let's briefly mention why podcasts are such a wonderful resource. First of all, they're basically free education on demand. It's a great way for anyone to learn. You can create your own library of any niche, and I would encourage you to not just listen to piano teacher podcasts. Consider podcasts in education, business, spiritual formation, leadership, or any other interest you may have. You name it, there's likely one for it. Second, they treat your time with respect. Essentially, as a radio show on demand, they're accessible and convenient so that you don't have to find a free slot in your day in order to listen. Case in point, what are you doing at this moment? My guess is you're not just sitting in a chair listening to this as if you have nothing else to do. You're likely either driving, exercising, cooking, doing dishes, or cleaning. Okay, so here are my 10 podcast management tips. If you find yourself wanting to write them down, don't worry about it. There's a link in the show notes where you can grab a free download of the list. So here we go. Number one, have awareness of your own consumption and acknowledge that you need to actively manage it. This is especially important if you listen to a lot of podcasts. Now, if you're choosy enough and you only have a few, that's really good. Good for you. For some of us, though, like me, we're going to have to be a little bit more proactive. Right now, I have just over 50 podcasts in my podcast app. Now, some of them are ones I no longer listen to regularly, but I don't want to forget about them, so they just sit there. Number two, sample before subscribing. When you're checking out new podcasts, think about it like samples at an ice cream shop. You don't have to commit to one flavor, and you can sample before you commit to your order. When checking out a new podcast, download the very first trailer or introductory episode, as well as the first episode. After that, scroll through and download two or three episodes that look interesting to you, but don't subscribe quite yet. Make sure it's something that you're going to enjoy before giving it the freedom to download on autopilot. Number three, keep a consistent listening schedule. Find a time you can listen on a regular basis, preferably not just weekly, but daily. Unless I'm driving somewhere, the only time of day I give a large chunk of time to myself for podcasts is first thing in the morning. The reward of getting to listen to podcasts is part of what helps me maintain a regular exercise routine, giving me something to look forward to. Not only do they play while I'm doing my workout, but they continue running as I do cool down stretches and morning chores like starting a load of laundry, unloading the dishwasher, preparing breakfast tidying up the living room, making the bed, prepping for dinner, and all that good stuff. (laughs) So just keep a consistent schedule. Number four, grab snippets whenever you can, and don't feel like you have to listen to an episode in its entirety all at once. While it helps to have a regularly scheduled time, don't feel completely tied to that time only. I try to pop them on even if it's just for five or ten minutes as I drive to get a grocery pickup run errands, or put away laundry in between morning work projects. Don't feel like just because you only have five to ten minutes to listen that you can only catch a short episode. 
I frequently listen to longer episodes over the course of a few days off and on. Otherwise, I would never get to listen to those 30 to 60 minute episodes. Number five, don't feel obligated to finish every episode. This has been a hard one for me, but is a lesson I've learned in the last few years in regards to reading books as well. If you start an episode and it's just not grabbing you, don't feel obligated to finish it. Before you abandon it completely, though, be sure and ask yourself if you're not enjoying it because you're not paying enough attention or simply not enjoying it. Then be okay with letting it go if you have to. Don't feel like you have to finish every episode in their entirety just because you started them. Number six, don't treat all podcasts equally. Piggybacking off of the last tip of not feeling obligated to finish episodes, consider that not every podcast needs the same level of treatment or attention or dedication. Podcast friends, please don't hate me, but I think this is one of the biggest ways we can help ourselves enjoy a lot of podcast content without necessarily feeling obligated to listen to every episode of every one. I have three different ways or levels I think about podcasts. The top level are those that I want to catch every episode of without fail, within reason, of course. I subscribe and let them automatically download, then listen on the day they drop each week, most of the time. Be careful to be very selective with this category. I try to keep my list to a dozen or less, roughly including two to three news podcasts, three to five music teacher podcasts, a half dozen other podcasts such as faith-based education, storytelling, and so forth. I'm going to skip the middle level for now and talk about the bottom level of podcasts. That is, those that maybe you've enjoyed in the past, but are not what you need at the moment. Perhaps you're a little burnt out on it, or they simply run their course. If I delete them completely, I tend to forget about them, So I like to leave them on and then simply check in once in a while to see if there's anything I might find of interest. For these podcasts, at least in the podcast app I use, Overcast, unsubscribing doesn't delete it. It just doesn't automatically download download new episodes. You have to actually select delete podcast to remove it completely. This has been really freeing for me mentally. Downloaded episodes that go unlistened to can feel like a never-ending to-do list. I love having my podcast downloads empty out. It makes me feel like I've like accomplished something. The middle level of podcasts are those you enjoy, but maybe don't feel like you need to catch every single episode. The nice thing about most podcasts is they're not like TV shows. You won't be left clueless if you miss an episode. Unless, of course, it's a story type of podcast. The reason I wanted to mention the middle level of podcasts last is that you can either use the method for the top level of podcasts where you allow them to download automatically and then just go and delete off the episodes you're not interested in, or the bottom level where you simply go in once in a while and manually download the episodes that you're interested in. I've done it both ways and I'm probably partial to the latter way simply because it keeps my podcast listening to-do list easier to complete. Number seven, audit frequently. While you have three tiers of podcast listening to help you manage your intake, there does come a time when it's time to go through and clean out all those old podcasts you never listened to. Life goes in seasons, and I find myself every year listening to a completely different set of podcasts than I have in previous years, 
and that's okay. Number eight, manage your notifications. This is another big one for me. I hate notifications. Like a lot of other things on my phone, I turn them off. I don't need the phone telling me when I should be listening to podcasts. When I have time, I'll go into the app and listen. Do you really need another pop-up on your phone telling you when new episodes download? Don't let your notifications control you. You control them. If you keep a regular listening schedule, then you don't really need notification when new podcast episodes are available. Number nine, spend time learning how to use your podcast app and utilize its tools. This goes for really any technology we use today. As a good general principle, always take time to really learn the ins and outs of programs you use. I've learned this the hard way, discovering really important and useful key features years later simply because I was too lazy to take a bit of extra time to learn as much as I could about it. Podcasts were one of them. Most podcasting apps have customization tools you can use to your benefit, including speeding up or slowing down the audio, skipping a custom amount of time at the beginning or end of each show, or creating custom playlists or cues. It took me years before I made an effort to actually incorporate some of these features. So take some time to play around with these settings and know that you can do them differently for each podcast. Some podcasts have really long advertisement intros or outros that you can skip. And some of them I play at normal speed if they talk really quick naturally. And some I set at one and a half times the speed. And lastly, number 10, write down any takeaways immediately. The hard thing about the format of podcasts is it can be difficult when you're doing something else to save that great bit of information you want to remember for future use. But if you don't do it right away, I can guarantee you're going to forget. So here are a few techniques that I use. First of all, if you're driving and can, simply pull over and make a note, but definitely try to be safe about it. Number two, take a screenshot. I frequently do this when I'm on the treadmill if there's like a quote I want to write down later so I can go back and listen at that exact point to write it down. Number three, use your podcast app tool settings to mark the episode as a favorite so you can go back and listen later. Number four, save the episode in a management program. For me, I send things into Evernote. Now, the nice thing about this, for example, is that if you send an episode about, say, improving social media skills into it, you can then tag it as social media. And the same goes for tagging episodes about anything, whether it's group classes or marketing or repertoire. Information management programs like Evernote are so easy to search using keywords that it's a great way to simply dump favorite blog posts or podcast episodes in for retrieval later. Okay, so to recap our podcast management tips, they are number one, have awareness of your consumption and acknowledge that you need to actively manage it. Number two, sample before subscribing. Three, keep a consistent listening schedule. Four, grab snippets whenever you can and don't feel like you have to listen to an episode in its entirety all at once. Five, don't feel obligated to finish every episode. Six, don't treat all podcasts equally. Seven, audit frequently. Eight, manage notifications. Nine, spend time learning how to use your podcast app and utilize the tools. And 10, write down any takeaways immediately. Now, as soon as we wrap up, don't forget to jump over into the show notes and grab the link where you can sign up to get a quick reference list of these 10 items. (music) 
A few years ago, Sharon Mark Taggart from The Curious Piano Teachers said in a post, and I quote, Podcasts have become my daily extra shot. It's way better than caffeine. I have to say, I agree with Sharon, and I will link to that blog post in the show notes. Let's put a disclaimer on that, though. Be careful to not over-caffeinate, otherwise you'll get mental overload and burnout. Like anything in life, it's about finding a healthy balance of mind-body-spirit and knowing how much you need and can intake at any moment. If you're online, you can find me at pianopantry.com podcast, on Facebook at Piano Pantry, or on Instagram at Amy Chaplin Piano. Now that we've had a chat about managing podcasts, I hope you'll make me a regular by hitting that subscribe button so new episodes will download automatically. If you have a moment, jump over to Apple Podcasts to review this podcast to help others find it easily. Thanks in advance. Before we say goodbye, here's a little lighthearted moment for us to get to know each other. If you missed episode one, you're definitely going to want to go back and hear it as my fun fact as a demonstration of how I can say the entire alphabet backwards in less than five seconds. As I mentioned in the introduction, today's fun fact has to do with cookies. If you know me at all, I love to cook and definitely prefer it to baking, but I like to bake as well. Some of that just stems from the fact that baked goods are too hard to have around, especially with just two of us in the house. My favorite baked good to make though is hands down cookies. I get it from my mom. She was always a cookie queen. For her, it was chocolate chip and snickerdoodles. I love baking them all, and five of my favorites I'm going to highlight for you today, and I'll include a link to them in the show notes. First of all is five ingredient peanut butter chocolate chip cookies from Pinch of Yum, and I love these because they're so simple and they use coconut sugar, which seems to make them less sweet than a lot of other peanut butter cookies out there. Second is milk chocolate chunk peanut butter oatmeal cookies from King Arthur Baking. I love these because they have just a really wonderful chewy texture to them. And being that they're an oatmeal cookie with chocolate chips instead of raisins, they just have a little bit of a different feel to them. Number three are spiced pumpkin raisin cookies from Giada de Laurentiis. These are wonderful and I actually believe these are vegan as well because they have turbino sugar in them. So they have a real nice crunch to them. Fourth are soft and chewy molasses spice cookies from Cook's Illustrated. Now, unfortunately, unless you have a uh, subscription to Cook's Illustrated, you can't get this, but you could Google another soft and chewy molasses spice cookie because, oh, molasses just has a great texture and depth of flavor to it. And lastly are sweet potatoes, sweet potato, sweet potato snickerdoodles from the kitchen. And these are just really unique. They're basically a snickerdoodle, but made with canned sweet potatoes. And it gives them a little bit of different sweetness. And they're just nice and soft. So don't forget, you can get the links to all of those in the show notes. And thanks so much for being here, my teacher friends. Now, go bake some cookies while listening to podcasts.